I try not to take it too seriously uh, and, and act like a psycho <laughs> to scare my wife yeah. and dogs. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys again. I know you've been riding with us all week. Monday, we pre- new teams and every other team outside the big six and then tuesday we did the big six and today we had the predictions uh thank you for sticking through rob's outlandish predictions it's probably a bit much or sticking through the banter between us but we're back because when we recorded the previews it was the end of july i believe and some stuff happened okay so i'm back and i'm joined by everyone's favorite what's up benno what's up man yeah some of our uh predictions did come true um harry mcguire to united was done but um some of our other topics or predictions did not age so well uh so i guess we'll get into that yeah i don't think rob is going to be right at uh, arsenal atlanta gareth bell but there's a day or two at the time of us recording this something will happen <laughs> yeah what a difference a couple of weeks make um you know, it, like I, I was saying, I don't know if you want me to just jump right in, but I remember, you know, we were. it seemed like Leroy Sané was going to stay firmly a couple of weeks ago. And now, um, you know, the, the latest rumors have kind of grown into a, a wildfire that he's going to Bayern Munich. Um, so that would devastate me on a personal level. But uh, I've, I've got them just team by team. If you want to, if you have some talking points you want to throw at me, or uh, if you want me to just jump right yeah, into it. So, um, let's let's start there with City. So the big news is that Leroy Sané to Bayern Munich. He is German, and I think I mentioned when we reviewed Man City. Sometimes I did, and why he didn't literally start every game. He'd be the first person on my team sheet. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of been quiet. Like he hasn't come out and said anything or made any sub tweets or anything. It's just started off small and it's sort of like built and built like a snowball effect right so it seems like a lot of german media and a lot of people associated with Bayern are it it seemed to me that they were trying to like speak it into existence and say you know we're confident we'll sign him you know we'll we'll pay whatever he's german he needs to come home and play here and so after the first few of those rumors it was kind of like okay well this is just nonsense like no no english reporter is is speaking on this so i I'm, I'm not going to give any credence to it but like you said he has just remained absolutely silent to it which is not the vote of confidence you know you you'd want him to come out and say you know I'm happy here I'm I'm happy to bide my time and and get more playing time hopefully in the future so um, you know there was speculation that he wasn't even going to play in the Community Shield game against Liverpool, uh, but he did and actually picked up an injury and was subbed off after like 12 minutes. So him playing in that game would be a, a point in favor of thinking that he's going to stay. Um, but you know I, I hope he does. Uh, I, I think any City fan sees his potential. If if Bayern want to buy him for 150 million dollars, 150 million pounds, and he wants to go, then you know, you kind of just have to have to move on. You know, he's just not that into you. <laughs> but uh, then continuing on City, uh, <laughs> since the time that we recorded, Danilo, uh, I think he has his medical uh, for Juventus tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of a, yeah. a sign and trade with Juventus for uh, Jao or Joe Cancelo, who's apparently mm-hmm. a, a stud right back. So a, a lot of people 
seem to be super high on him. It's it's basically just a swap, and then City are also paying like an additional twenty five to thirty million pounds uh, reported. Um, that's the other transfer for them, and then they just signed some eighteen year old Portuguese forward Felix Correa, and that was like as of two hours ago. So uh, still making moves, uh, which is exciting. Uh, as we go down through the the top six, some some teams are making way more moves than others. Uh, that it, did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, yeah, the Danilo. I guess he never really got on at Man City. I remember when he was signed, but I guess he never really materialized. And Pepe, you can't get them all right, but it looks like they are cashing in a little bit on them, and, and you know another wing back to add to yeah. Pep's, uh defense. And. And so maybe your boy Shevchenko um, doesn't have to play out of position as much. Not all right backs and left backs are interchangeable, but maybe right. that'll let him go a little bit further forward like he's supposed to. The the other thing, other than uh, Man City, sorry, Liverpool, you just can't mm-hmm. beat them. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing, I guess, a little scuttlebutt is that uh, Mares, is there's like a PED scandal? How serious is that? You know, I... You texted me about it, and after a quick Google search, it seemed like uh, it, it wasn't really a scandal so much as you know Pep just saying in the the interview uh, post Community Shield that Mares didn't travel because he had a uh, sinus infection, and I guess one of the Algerian doctors gave him something for it, and they were worried that it might tick off. Uh, he might be test positive for something, so I think they're kind of playing it safe. I guess you can appreciate. So it seems like he's being forthright. So typically, in, in situations when people are using PEDs, they try and like sweep it under the rug or like not talk about it. So I don't think it's that big Brian, of an Brian. issue, right? <laughs> uh, so I mean, if it does come to light that he's, uh, you know, doping, uh, I, which I don't think is the case, you know, uh, thankfully they have depth, and it, it seems like they're not trying to sweep that under the rug. Um, I did just want to point out one last city thing, and then we can move on to the other clubs. It was funny because uh, this Cancelo signing was imminent in the days leading up to the Community Shield, and some people were saying that's why Kyle Walker was playing so well. Uh, He had that miraculous clearance off the goal line, uh, denying Salah a goal, a super acrobatic karate kick uh, to clear the ball. So that was funny. But yeah, hopefully... uh, it just gives more depth to the back line, which, which is always a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Maybe the Mares, if they're being cautious, that might lend them to wanting to keep, keep Sané around a bit more. So in a weird way, mm-hmm. this little injury and the Mares playing it safe caution might help them out. Um, so the Premier League teams can't buy anyone after Thursday. It's five o'clock here, but you can sell to the rest of Europe because they're not dumb and their windows still open through the end of the month. Premier League just instituted this rule last year that by the start of the season, you can't buy anybody. So who knows? Uh, well, that's, that's city. Um, I know if we want to go and order Liverpool off, haven't done too much extra, no. extra business. I know they signed some young kids. They, they have their, I mean, they're literally one point away. They won champions league. Um, only thing they can do is, I mean, if they season next year i doubt manchester city or any other new team would do better so i don't i don't really have anything to add on them they should still be good it's just i feel like they were pretty healthy i know they lost gomez for a while mm-hmm. um but they like it seems like omane and salah stayed relatively healthy while other teams had their little mini injury crisis 
crises, not crises, at a different position. So if they can, you know, keep rotating well, uh, still be in good shape, like we talked about. But they haven't really signed any superstar. They did a lot of their business since the last years. Um, Rob will point out that they haven't really spent. But as soon as Klopp there, hmm? they spent like because their team was awful. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah the only. Been... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say the only thing I was gonna give a, a shout out to uh, Minulay. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace to a real one. Uh, they let him leave. So uh, yeah, I mean Liverpool. I you're right. They they don't. You know they have not really signed anybody except some kids. I'm looking on the Premier League website right now. Um, I mean they still have time too, but I don't think they're gonna do anything colossal. And I guess you could look at that one of two ways. Like you could say, okay, we've got the same team. We were this close. We're going to run it back. But in another way, you know, if you're if you're not growing, you're you're kind of either stagnating or you're getting worse. Uh, especially in in how busy this transfer market has been. Like, you know, obviously there was some ground uh, for other teams to catch up with United, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham kind of trailing City and Liverpool, but still, uh, I think you'd want to see, you know, at least make a couple of signings just to add depth, you know, like if one of the front three go down and, uh, you've got to rely on Divac Origi playing a more crucial role instead of his kind of closer role that he's been accustomed to. Uh, I don't know that that's your outlook on Liverpool could go one of two narratives. Uh, I I think they'll be fine, but you know if they're if they're not signing anybody, they're certainly not adding any more depth. So yeah, they did somehow sell Danny Ings for seventeen million pounds to Southampton. Fleece them. No, it was more than that. It was twenty five million pounds. Yeah, Sheesh. I mean he's he's only twenty six, but <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of his age, I feel like a lot of their stars aren't that old, other than um, your boy James Milner, who's probably like a dinosaur. But oh, yeah. I believe Mane saw. In their mid twenties, I don't think Firmino's that old either. Uh, so sure. you know, maybe they'll they have the top their um, nucleus together and keep growing, and they'll actually win something. They already have won something. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking sure. of Tottenham, skipping Chelsea for a second, I guess the news <laughs> the news for today, um, Tottenham. A couple hours before we decide to record, they have a principal to a, gr- a fee around seventy million pounds for uh, Paulo mm-hmm. Dybala from Juventus. Mm-hmm crazy because just last week it seemed like he was about to sign with Manchester United right. and the scuttle is that they had a fee but they couldn't agree on like the imaging rights to him there's like personal mm. policies and his personal terms so that fell through and I was just looking at Twitter it's like oh he didn't reject us and I don't know if he did or not but it looks like Spurs just have a deal in place now it's up to Spurs Daniel Levy I think it's the name of their basically GM um, on personal terms to get the ball to actually come, which would be a major, major coup. And I hate sure. and Kane and Kane and him up there with uh, Mora, and if can and if they can keep Erickson, which we'll get to in a second, right. um, that could be pretty scary. Uh, and plus, you know, Pochettino last week, sort of like a random order, someone said that he was a manager, which football coaches are called managers. But he's like, no, I'm the coach. Mm-hmm. Any input on the transfer? He was he was pretty ticked off. But yeah, yeah. Spurs looks like they're actually doing some younger kid early this summer. We talked about right, Dombele, uh, stud midfielder, and it, it was so funny because well, you mentioned Erickson uh, as the day was developing, and that's kind of how crazy these transfer rumors are. Uh, you can't put a lot of stock into them until like it actually you know starts getting reported by a, a serious news outlet like Sky Sports or BBC or what 
whatever. Um, so like if you, before the Dabala, uh, rumors were happening, it was like, okay, well, Erickson might go to Man United. It was like, wow. So Tottenham would really kind of be hurting. Like if the, if their only, only signing was Dombele, uh, and then Erickson leaves to go to, you know, a rival club that's in the top six that you're going to be competing against, you know, that's not a great outlook, but then all of a sudden you've got like, okay, Dybala might get bought from Juventus for 70 pounds, 70 million pounds. Um, it's just, it, it happens so quickly. It, it seems like since the last time we recorded like Dybala to United wasn't even a rumor yet. And then, as you said, in the time that we re- recorded, that's already been reported and then fizzled out. And now it, it looks like he might actually end up playing for Tottenham. So it, it's kind of strange how these things seem to like hold on by a thread until they're actually like gone through and reported. Uh, that would be awesome for Tottenham. That would actually really, I feel like, take them up a notch. Uh, it would give them a lot more creativity and options, especially if if Harry Kane's going to be hurt or, you know, like uh, with Son, he was on um, Korean international duty a lot last year and missed a, a few games. So that would definitely give him a huge superstar uh, in uh, Pablo Dybala. Um, whispers, are you worried about their defense? I know Trippier, obviously... And another Argentinian was it Foyth? Uh, he, yeah, one. He got hurt in one of their preseason. It looked like he was. I remember you texted me how bad he looked with him and Ultimate <laughs> Copa America. But I, I don't um, know what their, it their is. defense has been solid. It seems like they've been there for a while. Yeah. Alter than Sanchez, uh, Trippier, forgetting another Bertongan. Yeah, yeah, the line. But yep. Well, and uh, Danny Rose, I think he was also rumored to to be interested in more money. I don't know if he was just holding out or if he was seriously wanting to transfer, but yeah, it, it does seem like they've got a, a pretty strong core. And if they added somebody like Dybala, that would just be incredible for them and, and definitely take them up to the next level. Cause he's not, he's not getting his shine at Juventus with uh, the log jam at forward. Um, yeah. Speaking of, not to get off the, get off the premier league, but Juventus, they had, they, they're, probably going to get rid of the moist scheme the everton which we can talk about sure he's 18 he's already playing for italy and they're getting rid the baller can't be older than 25 star before ronaldo got there he was scoring all the goals mm-hmm. so he kind of you know I, I feel like they should have kept on to him but then again you do have a like, argue player of all time even if he gets 33 sure. and higuain's back and a, just an embarrassment of riches which is sort of weird but i just jumping around here, but since we brought him up, uh, no, yeah. Kane. Yeah, I think it's uh, amazing uh, for Everton, and like it, it um, kind of lends itself to you know what I was talking about. I was I was pretty high on Everton when we did our preview. Uh, I could totally see them pushing one of the big six out uh, and finishing in the top six, and especially with this uh, arrival of Moisekin um, in. Uh, a position that they were kind of uh, thirsty for. Uh, I know they've got Richarlison from Brazil, but Moisekin just gives them so much more depth. And, um, you know, whereas they were playing Theo Walcott and Sink uh, Tosun, Cenk Tosun, I can't ever say his name, but both of, the, <laughs> yeah, both of those guys uh, have played their best days already. So you're getting like this young forward. I, people might remember him being in headlines for, you know, being subject to racial abuse, which was a big story throughout the Premier League uh, and soccer. Uh, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be a big story. It's just like 
kind of the way that it is in Europe, unfortunately. But he was uh, targeted by, I think, his own fans, or no, it, it might have been a, opposing fans, and then his teammate uh, just yeah. like did not come yeah. to bat for him, and it, it was like, okay, well, well you guys, been, it was a, yeah, it was a Serie A game. Um, forget which club it was, but they were making monkey chants at him. Come on, it's 2019. Let's grow up. And, you know, he scored the game-winning goal late. It might have even been stoppage time. So he goes to the opposing fans. He just put his arms up in the air like, what the hell? What, what do you want from me? I am Italian. I play for the national. I'm going to help us out. Balotelli went to the same stuff. And then after the game, I believe it was Nucci or Chile. I think it was Benucci, like the captain of Juventus, said that Moises to play and how the fans are reacting. Like, what? Mm, <laughs> it's like yeah. the old bad ball on both sides, which I'm not going to get into. It was just, it's good he's out of there. Not that England doesn't have their own. Sure, issue. yeah, no. Sterling, it's, it... Sterling had an issue last year. Someone threw a banana peel at Obama England mm-hmm. last year. Russia and Italy, when I think of like racism and soccer, they come to my mind yeah. first. Yeah, I, it, it's upsetting. Uh, you, you do think that, like, seriously, it's just a game at the end of the day, and like, you don't need to be bringing your personal problems and, and racism to. <laughs> to a young person trying to make a living uh, being a pro athlete. But I guess that's where we are. Um, Another uh, Andre Gomez from, he was on loan uh, from Barca for Everton. And now that they signed him. So I I really like what Everton's doing. Like I said, in the premier league uh, preview uh, for the two to three people that listened, um, I really like their coach (laughs) and I feel like they could take a large step uh, forward next season. Do you want to go to United? I, I don't know how much more there was to say on yeah, United. Just, uh, yeah, oh, one last thing on Everton. Something they did lose, uh, Ghana Gay, um, their central defensive midfielder. Uh, he did leave. He went to PSG, which is a – I thought he was a really good player. I know CDMs don't always get a lot of uh, spotlight. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good. They did assign someone, I think, from the Bundesliga to replace him, but you never know how that will go. Um, and also, sorry, we really spent a lot of time on, on Everton. Um, mm-hmm. When we recorded the podcast, the big rumor was Zaha to Arsenal. We'll get to Arsenal in a second. Mm-hmm. But that fell through. Actually got a way better player from the same country. And it looks like he's been linked to Everton. And, and he's just the classic, like, throwing a fit, not wanting to play a crystal, like, forcing his way out. But it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, 48 hours to get that done. So that might be another attacking option they could add. And that'd be really deadly. Sure. And, uh, King, yeah, all those guys. But yeah, so Man United, can I say, we thought they would have Dabala. Um, Lukaku still looks keen to move in there for a while. That hasn't really materialized. Everyone knows Pogba isn't happy. I think even Zinedine Zidane commented on it from Real Madrid, but it doesn't look like they're going to get him. Mm. Uh, but hey, that's, I mean, they still have a talented core. They do have the like most expensive defense now, Kane, for upwards of $100 million, more expensive than Virgil van Dijk. And of course, the Wan-Bissaka, so the right side of their back line, if money, if money's in any nation, they should be great. Um, Harry Kane, the jury's out on him. I'm very high on him. I think he's great. Other people just see a big lumbering English fullback. And, of course, when, when you're British and the price probably goes up probably one and a half times just for the homegrown rule and whatnot. Sure. But do you have um, United's prospects now? Uh, you know, I... I texted you earlier today. So Juan Bissaka and Maguire, that really shores up, uh, I think, their defense. Obviously, you know, they still got to go out and play the games. But uh, United just gave up a ton of goals last year. Uh, and I feel like 
solidifying the defense uh, and already helping. You know, De Gea, for all his struggles late last year, I I feel like he did not have a lot of help on that back line uh, as much as I love to see it. Uh, I I kind of felt myself sympathizing for David De Gea. Um, So, like, with Wan-Bissaka and Maguire, like, regardless of what they paid for him, you know, that's just kind of speaks to what the market is right now. They they definitely addressed uh, their issues, and if they got Erickson, I would actually you know kind of start to be nervous uh, about playing United or going into Old Trafford and and trying to get three points. Uh, I I do like that Dabala is out, and you know I, I'd still like City's chances against pretty much anybody, but uh, I think United uh, would definitely be a lot more scary with Erickson. Um, and, and I already, uh, respect the, the two moves that they've made on defense. Um, do you, do you want to transition to Arsenal? Uh, sure. I was just going to say a note on Chelsea, uh, since they are in the top six mm-hmm. too. Uh, I mentioned their loan army. Like they literally have a billion people on loan at every point in the last probably like 10 years. Um, so I think right after we recorded, they had just lost a East team in a friendly, and it looked pretty bad. Uh, since then, uh, Pulisic has actually looked pretty good in their games. Um, I think they played uh, Barcelona and beat them. And I mentioned uh, part of Aston Villa's preview that uh, Abraham was their leading goal scorer. I actually didn't know he was a Chelsea Loney, and so now he's yeah. back, number nine shirt. Yeah, so he did well in the championship, but now he's in Premier League. And see how he can do at Shrai and Giroud, um, and just a mismatch of different talent. And it sort of sucks, you know, Frank Lampard. While he is a club legend and adored, doesn't mean he can coach. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. was the best player in the NBA history. He's a terrible owner and GM. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. So we, but I think the fact they don't have that transfer window will probably buy them some time. But I almost think of this as a free year. But as long as they don't, you know, like eighth or ninth, um, I don't think they'll be too harsh on their players. But yeah, from Chelsea, from blue to red, Arsenal. So I mentioned I'm recording. If you listened, I was pretty negative, pretty down. The defense is still broke. Day, Laurent Koscielny actually went to Bordeaux uh, in France. He was our captain. Little trolling video announcement where he took off an Arsenal jersey and had a Bordeaux jersey on underneath. That happened today, right? That guy. Yeah, it happened today, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, he played his ass off for us. He, he had a place and kept playing. Eventually tore it two years ago, which definitely cost him a World Cup medal. as a starter for France. And he, he wasn't able to play the World Cup when they won. But we, we got Nicolas Pepe um, from Lille in France. He was actually the second best in France, if you go by their Player of the Year voting, only behind Wonder Kid, legend already, Kylian Mbappe. He had double-digit goals and assists. He brings something to the team he didn't have. He can dribble, and he's also light. So just thinking about him on one wing and Aubameyang on the other wing just flying down makes my mouth water mm-hmm. sure we still have mustafi back there and <laughs> socrates and hold back if we can score enough that's fine you know if we can score a little bit more have a little bit more creativity last year a lot of our creativity was just passing we didn't have anyone that could dribble and take on people and then another one that happened is a loan from real madrid uh danny sabalos not be goat cedric sabalos um he starred for spain's under 21 he sort of had a tough time getting into real madrid yep like Modric and casemiro and people in front of you tough so this is a chance for him to prove himself and if it works out uh, maybe he'll go back there really well maybe we'll sign him so the thought of pairing him a little bit deeper with Torreira or Guendouzi any 
and Jaka, please. Um, also excites me, shoring up things in front of the defense because going for $100 million and Juan Basaka was, what, 70, 80? It's tough mm-hmm. to find a, a good defense, an affordable one in, in this market. So until then, we still have a couple days. Um, I'm, Arsenal, I really feel confident about my prediction that will be top four, maybe even three. I, yeah, my perspective is that I think you have a ton to be excited about. Um, you know, listening to our preview, you were talking about, you know, how Stan Kroenke needs to spend more money and, you know, Arsenal never buys anybody and they're playing it, you know, kind of conservative. But I think you've got to love what they've done. You know, they got another forward to add depth. Uh, Sabalos just offers more creativity and kind of what was an uncertain midfield. Uh, they're also rumored, I don't know how if this has even fizzled out since the last time I looked, but uh, to get Coutinho on loan from Barcelona. Um, yeah, and even if that, uh, that's really interesting. Like All those reports they are, but then like some of the Arsenal reporters I really trust say no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like a there's cre- very credible sources that say, I even saw he was linked to Spurs too, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that one's fruition, but it might Right. Well, it's just like it would be like another name to add and, and give you more excitement. I don't necessarily know how well an aging continue fits in or helps Arsenal. I, it, you know, you could almost make comparisons to Mesut Ozil, uh, but, uh, you know, wondering whether or not it's a good fit uh, for the team. Also, since the last time we recorded uh, Kolasinic, uh, it's not a new transfer news, but I just think it bears mentioning uh, he hopped out of uh, the SUV that he and Ozil were in uh, to ward off two dudes with huge knives, like with his bare hands. Uh, so, that, I mean, you got to love seeing that. Uh, just became a legend. That it's, uh, it... No, go ahead. It ain't easy out there in the streets of Bosnia. <laughs> But man, it's uh, it's savages out there. Yeah, man. you're bad. liable to get carjacked. They, yeah, they picked the wrong car. But I, I that was a funny video. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think you've got a lot to be excited about. And, you know, while still maybe cautiously optimistic about the defense, because as we said on the on the preview, you know, they let up, uh, let in like 50-something goals last year, which was a lot for a, a top six team. I did want to ask you, so um, Kashielny, he's going to Bordeaux. Is that like just kind of a, a retirement move for him? Like, is is he just done like playing in um, the top level of competition? So there was, um, even two years ago, there was a scuttlebutt that he was going to um, try to help us win the Europa League. That he got hurt in the semifinals against Atletico Madrid. He ruptured his Achilles. And then after that, he... Like go back home to France. I don't think Bordeaux's where he actually came from. I'm trying to remember the team from like nine years ago, but just go because he's 33 and he has a bad Achilles. But he, he, you know, the physical specimen he was, but he reads the game so well. Still our best defender, which says a lot when you look at the people around him. So I think it, it's a retirement move, but he really forced our hand because he refused to come on the American tour and really mm. left a bad, bad taste in our player that's been such a well-respected captain all these years. Right. He's quiet, by example. And now it's like, I hate him. I'm sure in a year or two, I'll be like, you know what happens? But Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> that was that was pretty much all I had. I think we just did the top six in Everton. I'm sure that a lot of people have signed people that will make huge impacts for them. But, you know, right now, you know, the the – the other teams still kind of have a lot left to prove. Um, I, I don't know if you had any other signings you wanted to talk about, but that was 
that was pretty much it as as far as transfers and transfer rumors go for me. Um, I did want to apologize to the Magpies of Newcastle. I think I called their owner cheap, and they didn't mm-hmm. spend any. <laughs> but uh, just looking at Transfer Marked, it's a great website that says all the teams here in the Premier League. And, um, it's like a guy named Alan St. Maximin. It's a right winger from Nice in mm-hmm. uh, League One, League uh, for 20 million uh, euros. And they did sign Jolin, a young Brazilian center forward from Hoffenheim, for over 50 million. So they, they did spend some money. But I still think their manager will mess it up and get sacked first. <laughs> Not change sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's any. You said you didn't have any other like rumors or anything you want to discuss about trans last time. Not not anything about transfers. I didn't know if you wanted to just uh, wrap about the community shield really quick. I'd, yeah, yeah. I want. Yeah, we can talk, and then after that, maybe get into uh, some of the fixtures. I, I wrote down a couple interesting first weekend but sure. you're the city fan i actually came over to your house and watched the game with you so i um you know positives and negatives all the way around um you know it, it was a preseason essentially friendly uh i'm not sure how hard uh either team was trying initially uh, i think as the game went on uh both sides really wanted to win it you know it, it is a game uh, that you do win a trophy afterwards, which was seemed to be the sentiment that I was getting uh, after the game when players were talking about you know how much it meant, and then obviously through the course of the game you saw uh, Kyle Walker's uh, karate kick, as I mentioned, <laughs> off the goal line, and Claudio Bravo, the city's second string keeper, standing on his head uh, to keep uh, Liverpool out of the goal. Um, it it was a f- interesting game. Uh, you know, it seemed like City dominated the first half. Um, and then uh, Liverpool obviously was uh, all out attacking and, and really dominated the second half and kind of made City look bad in spots. Um, you know, there were six substitutions, so that kind of makes it a, a weird game to try and figure out. And Pep only used, I think, two of them through like the first 85 minutes. Uh, then it did end up. Yeah. You, you can't fault him. You know, you, you can't argue with results. Um, in the end, it did come down to penalties, and uh, only one person missed uh, the penalty. I think it was Wijnaldum, and you and me both saw the look in his eyes as he stepped up to the spot, <laughs> and we're like, he's definitely missing. He looked scared. Um, and then, you know, all five of City's dudes made it. It was it's kind of an interesting five that Pep picked. Uh, he put Foden and Zinchenko out there. Uh, with Jesus as the anchor, so it's uh, I, you like to see him giving that much trust and faith to the the young guys on the team, and that hopefully will carry into the the Premier League season. I feel like you could take this one of two ways: the Community Shield. So City and Liverpool, obviously, you know, were the two best teams in England last year, arguably the two best teams in all of Europe. Uh, you could take it one way. You could say, hey, you know, City got lucky to only give up one goal during the run of play, and then they got lucky to win on penalties because I think there's a certain amount of luck that you have to have when you win on penalties. Or you could say, uh, you know, uh, Liverpool might have cause for concern because at this point it seems like there might be a mental block uh, formulating itself in the minds of some of the Liverpool players, like thinking, you know, what do we have to do to beat these guys? Just because it was so close last year, 
there was a, a, a goal line clearance, as we mentioned, you know, with John Stones off the line uh, in that game against the Etihad. Uh, and then, um, you know, there were a couple goal line <laughs> decisions. I think uh, Van Dyke might have headed it off the bar and it, and it bounced down straight down and not into the goal. Uh, you wonder if that'll weigh into the the Liverpool players' minds or if they'll just say, hey, we'd rather get lucky in Premier League play uh, and City kind of, you know, wasted their their luck on this. So uh, I think it it was a a perfect uh, appetizer for um, the season to come between City and Liverpool anyway for those two games. Yeah, it's a it's a neutral. I thought Liverpool probably deserved to win just based off of some of the crazy chances they had, especially in the second half. Speaking of luck, ESPN FC free promo for ESPN Array. They had an article today about luck, like they had figured some formula to luck in the Premier League, hmm. and they actually said that City was unlucky, deserved like three more points based huh. on things that happened. Like they should have won the league by four points. I believe Liverpool was right where they were. Arsenal were maybe like one point above what they should have been. I think they had was Tottenham should have been third and Chelsea shouldn't have been. And also mm. in the article they had that Mar- or not Mares, sorry, Aguero actually based on unlucky whatever formula they came up with, he should have been the golden boot winner. He should have had like six more goals and mm. actually had like Aubameyang get like negative eight for. Wow. I was like, wow, eight shouldn't have had it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Of course, I'm biased. Sure. Um, yeah. Game. I guess I don't know if it was because when when Sane got hurt and they made some switches, it seemed like. City lost some control in the middle of the field, and that mm. could be Rodri, you know, the new signing, not being with how the Premier League works compared to the, uh, where's he from, the Liga. Um, seemed yep. like they lost some control. And for Liverpool, like Trent Alexander Arnold is great going forward, but it seems like he's exposed, like on the defense end. Um, a lot of young players depend on pace, which he has a lot of, like they kept focusing on him more than Robertson when they were coming down the wing. But then again, he is going against players, but that might be something maybe people target in on this last year is relatively unknown so we can we can see on that but that's just me it was it was high intensity sure. but there's still some sloppy spot but luckily for uh, liverpool they open against norwich city this weekend sure uh hey, yeah actually. let me let me just say a couple more things since you brought up rodri and Zinchenko. I, I i liked actually what i saw from like a guy who is you know kind of getting baptized by fire like Pep Guardiola was a, a CDM, a central defensive midfielder, and he, you know, places a lot of importance on that role, and that's what Rodri is. So, you know, obviously he was shaky. I think he gave the ball away in some bad spots, and it looked like he, you know, was trying to play a little more safe uh, than maybe somebody who had been playing with these guys for several months would be. Uh, but by all accounts, post game, a, a lot of the players were thought he did really well in that game for you know, being a new addition to the team. Uh, and he mentioned Alexander Zinchenko again at left back. Uh, Mo Salah was absolutely feasting on him. Um, and it, it it's no disservice to him or uh, discredit to Zinchenko as a player, but he is just not a left back. He's a midfielder. Uh, when he plays for Ukraine, he came to the club as a midfielder and he's like kind of just put his hard hat on and, you know, done his best and every city fan loves him myself included and his work rate is there he he makes great plays but he is not a left back and he has not been mindy um mindy is strong and fast and i just guarantee that Mindy would not be getting bullied uh the way that zinchenko was uh Salah had 
more Salah saw more of the ball in that game than I had seen in the previous two games uh, between Liverpool and City combined. And uh, I just I, I think that that's something that uh, City will just have to address going forward. Um, not that I don't love Zinchenko, but those those are the only two tactical things I had left mm-hmm. about the Community Shield. So uh, if you want to get into fixtures, just because uh, yeah, just because Rob's not here. Uh... Uh, man, Allison is great as he is supposed to be. He's got some weak wrist. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, Sterling goal. Burn Leno would have saved it. That's all I'm saying. Ederson would have saved it. Claudio Bravo mm-hmm. would have saved it. Mignolet might have saved it. Who knows? Uh, I think it was. Uh, I don't want to diss him. No. And then uh, one of them, the shootout, I think he got a hand on, but his weak wrist again. That still was went Zinchenko. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you hate to see is it. Is he worth all that money? Yeah, I hate to see it. <laughs> I like my hammers, but speaking of the hammers, they open city. What do you think? Where's that at? Is it at the uh, London Stadium or is it at the Etihad? It's at uh, it's at London. It's away, um, which you know it doesn't you know cause me too much concern. But I, as I said uh, last time, I was pretty high on West Ham, and uh, you know coming off you know they did just play you know four days ago now or whatever it is three days ago, um, so. You know, hopefully they shake some of that rust off. Uh, West Ham will be definitely be up for it. Um, I, yeah, I, I certainly expect City to win, but I, I kind of go into every every week thinking that they've got the better team on paper. But obviously, they don't they don't win every week. Uh, no team can. Um, but I, I think they'll open the the week uh, the the season with a win. So yeah, the big weekend actually is the last game of the weekend uh, Sunday afternoon it's a uh, man U hosting Chelsea I Ooh. think that should be a good litmus test for both of them like I said Chelsea haven't really done anything as a transfer ban they have a new manager both teams are coached by legends at the, their club and you know man U, they might get a, they might sneak another deal or two but we'll see other new defense looks I fully expect them to both play in Chelsea you know there's a lot of uncertainty at Stryker and Pulisic's first Premier League game more likely than not. What do you think about that one? Uh, I'm, I'm glad you looked at the schedule because I had <laughs> totally no idea that uh, we had a top six matchup first week. Um, that's mm-hmm. yeah, It's definitely exciting. I, I will definitely be watching uh, just with all the additions and then Pulisic. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the most watched Premier League match of opening weekend. Uh, just with the amount of American Man United fans and um, the people that want to see Pulisic play in his first Premier League game, uh, I would. Uh, where is it? Let me see. It looks oh, like, it's at, it's at Old, Yeah, it's at Old Trafford. So I would, I yeah. would say, you know, it probably all things else considered, uh, probably even. But I could see Man U winning by two um, against Chelsea. So. Ooh. Oh. You heard it here for. I'm just going to run through some other <laughs> fixtures and uh, just just ch- chime in if uh, anything jumps out to you. So okay. the very first game is uh, Liverpool North City, uh, which will probably be a bloodbath. Um, yeah, by my Canaries, obviously. Uh, we spoke about West Ham Man City, uh, Bournemouth hosting new uh, new boys Sheffield United. That should be kind of interesting. It's at Bournemouth, so I would expect my chance probably win like two one or something. Mm-hmm. Burnley and. Southampton should be uh, two boring teams. They play big teams, but against each other, I think it has the the makings of like a two-two, 
free mm-hmm. twos. Southampton, you really never know what you're going to get with them. No. They can be world beaters sometimes. Everton and Crystal Palace. Now, now if that uh, Zaha to Everton transfer comes to fruition, that should be pretty fun. Yeah. And it, it's, it's at Palace. And, you know, they, they even beat Man City last year. It was with a, like the best, one of the best goals you'll ever see. But uh, Everton, do look Everton, their attack that'd be exciting to watch or just to win. Sure. They were another team last year. They looked like they could beat Liverpool one game and they killed Arsenal another game and then they're lose to Brighton. Sure. Yeah. Well, and then we've, we've been talking about Juan Bissaka, his impact going to United. We haven't really talked about how it's going to leave Crystal Palace in a much yeah. worse position for whoever's bombing down the left-hand side uh, for Everton, which might be Moise Ken at, at this time. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Everton goes in and wins. Uh, but again, I, I'm high on them. So, okay. Uh, the next one at Watford and uh, Brighton. It's at Watford uh, in London. Um, maybe Glenn Murray will get a header or something. But I, mm. I think Watford will probably probably win that one. And then we have uh, Tottenham hosting Aston Villa last game on Saturday. The new the new boys said mm-hmm. uh, from their preview they want to play like they want to play. They want to play attacking style. And Tottenham. You know they're good. They're they know how to play. Even if they have the ball, I would expect them to play if he, if he if he gets signed. Yeah, and I think that'll be a comfortable Tottenham win. But I think Aston Villa sure. will definitely make it exciting. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know if Tottenham has even lost yet in their new. No, wait, I think they did lose actually. Now that I said that, but it they hadn't lost a while, and I think uh, they've got a pretty strong home field advantage as far as those things go in Premier League. Uh, having said that, Aston Villa is uh, newly promoted, and they did buy a lot of people. So they'll—I feel like they'll come out to play and come out with something to prove. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll have what it takes to beat Tottenham away first game of the season, but uh, that would certainly be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, Aston Villa made a lot of signings, which Fulham did last year when they got promoted, which is the right thing to do. You're going to need better players, but never really gelled. So I wonder how Villa's players will gel. Obviously, this is a the start, but in the coming weeks, it'll be something to watch and see if they can stay up. I think they'll stay up. Um, mm-hmm. The next game might be the most exciting game of the weekend, Sunday morning, Leicester and Wolves it's, mm. uh, at the King Stadium in Leicester City. But just the way both of these teams play, uh, I think it'll be up and down. Like if you're a, a neutral and just trying to get into it and you're one of those people that have to stereotype, oh, soccer's boring, it's nothing new games. And everyone just kicks the ball around the middle of the field. This would be a game to watch to get you flowing or like bite big juicy steak of football. Sure. And th- this is like one of those games, you know, that just makes the Premier League great. You know, you roll out of bed at eight on a Sunday, you know, you walk the dogs, you make your coffee, and it's like, oh, Lester Wolves, let's go. A, a team that won the league three years ago and, you know, has a ton of firepower on the counter versus a newly promoted team that finished seventh. You know, this could be the highest scoring game of the week. Um, it, you know, just one of those games that makes the Premier League great. Um, I don't know where it's being played, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely. Yeah, Leicester. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll King Power Stadium. I'll probably try and watch as many of these games as I can just to get a, yeah. a good metric on everybody for the season. Well, don't pay too much attention to Leicester and Wolves because it's on at the same time as Arsenal and Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so I I would think we have the better. T- um, St James's Park is where I think it's at. Newcastle. Those fans sure. are rowdy. Mm-hmm. I could, and um, 
I don't know, our away record the last three years has been awful. We, but at the same time, if Pepe hasn't played in preseason yet. We played Barcelona Sunday. He didn't even the team. So I don't know if they're going to integrate him slow like we did with Torreira last year because he for King Cup of Nations. Um, and Ivory Coast got pretty far, even though he had a kind of an abysmal tournament. Um, of course, the bias in me is, oh, we'll win. But it's not like we won't give up a goal. So I'll say we'll win like 3-1. With mm. a late winner, or not a late winner, a late back-breaking goal by Obama being because that has sure. an entry too in that play. But if you all want to come watch with us, I'm going to go to Saints in Louisville for our listeners across the globe because I know we have a lot. Fly in Sunday. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> I was just going to say that's a a good time to play Newcastle away, uh, just because you know I've got flashbacks to last season. Like you'd much rather play them in early August than going up north uh, to play them in the middle of December, or early January. So uh, you know that's that's a good thing. Uh, people talk about you know the schedule and like oh they got a tough schedule or they got an easy schedule. You play everybody twice. You play home and away everybody. <laughs> so like. Uh, there, there shouldn't be a ton of surprise when the schedule uh, is released, unless you're playing like, you know, if it was City Liverpool in the last game of the year, like, yeah, that would be like a big, big game. Um, and and some of these games might get rescheduled anyway. But I, that's a good a good time to play Newcastle. It's first game of the year. Yeah, and with their new main, it's usually ultra conservative. So maybe that'll work out. It'll be one of those yep. games where they just sit. Oh, they're at home. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine being a team like that. But yeah, that's the first weekend. And I think I'll get you out of here on this, given the rumors, some injuries. Do you want to make any amendments, predictions, or maybe you've just thought about something? Like who will win, who will finish top four? I know you're pretty high on, but now that there's uncertainty about, I think you had a most assist, was it? Yeah, I did. I would like, yeah, I mean, I'd like to amend that. I think, you know, even if he does stay, uh, it, just the uncertainty around Leroy leaving, uh, it, it kind of makes me seem stupid to say that he would lead the league in assists. But I, I, I do think that I hold him that in that higher regard uh, as far as his talent goes. Uh, but whether or not he'll even be on the team by this time next week, you know, uh, <laughs> remains to be seen at this point, which, which was almost a certainty in my mind that he was staying. So... Uh, I would hate to see him go, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, he wants to play more. I can't really fault him for that. Um, uh, I just mm-hmm. hope that he doesn't leave. So hey, what about you? Do you yeah, have anything I'd, that you've been thinking about? Uh, I, I'd like and my best signing of the summer from Kristen Pulisic, the sentimental pick to Nikola Pep. I just think he's exactly what we're missing. And teams won't be able to key in on him. We have Obami and Lacazette. Mkhitaryan, Wobi, Ozil, all the attacking half of the field. It's not like, you know, when he was in France, though they finished second last year, it's pretty incredible. Um, mm-hmm. He was definitely their best player by far. People could plan against him. You can't do that if we have all this pace on the other side. And then Joe Willock, I feel like he'll get some clock this year, which will help out. So he's, I'm going to switch him to my newcomer this year. Completely biased, but he's nice. our most expensive, expensive signing in history. So he better be. <laughs> Sweet. Man, dude, what? Yeah, I'm excited, man. Now if you come on down to Highbury, you can see Thierry Henry. He is the best player you will ever see. Thierry Henry. Now if you come on down to Highbury, you can see Thierry Henry. He is the best player you will ever see.